Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, this is Mildred Tassoni, and we have Tom Jacoby. Hi, Hello. Tom. How are you? Just fine. Thanks. Yourself? Good, good. So we're going to be discussing um, practical social media. We did a really nice workshop last night where we had uh, Tom uh, Clifford along with myself. Uh, Here comes Tom. Mm -hmm. Hi, Tom. How are you? Good evening. Good. You're right on the money here. Yeah, so we've got Tom uh, Tom Clifford just joined us. We're already on the air, Tom. I'm sorry. And, uh, that's okay. Computer um, clocks aren't always correct, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Blame it on that. Blame it on the cat. Um, <laughs> that's what I was just sorry. Uh, so we did a great workshop last night uh, at uh, Ron Keats Insurance Agency. He's got a great training room, and that's in Floral Park, New York. And we had about 24 or so um, business people, community activists, and uh, uh, general uh, people who have certain causes that they're working for, which made I find it very exciting to, to, to be dealing with so many people that are incorporating this into their business. So... Um, one thing I wanted to do, Tom Clifford, you had we had a couple of questions from last night that we were thinking about. Did you do you have those by by you? Well, in so much I'm a social media expert, I don't even have to, as Karnak would say, <laughs> as I put the envelope to my head. Uh sis boomba. <laughs> What's the sound of a sheep exploding? No. Uh sorry. <laughs> I usually got a laugh, but that's quite a while ago. Um, no, I, I we had a few questions with respect to the uh, the new group timeline on Facebook, which is kind of interesting. It was not heralded beforehand, not to my knowledge, and to a few people that were at the meeting as well. Yeah, so you want to talk about that because you you brought that up and gave that part of the seminar. Yeah, well, because it's so new, uh, it. it it's really a hit and miss type of thing. I thought that every time uh, a member in the group um, would comment, post, or like, that their picture would go up uh, amongst the eight that are in line on the top now, as opposed to one picture, which used to be uh, the signature, uh, I guess, icon or loco of the uh, of the group. But that doesn't seem to be exactly true all the time. So maybe it's a you know. Uh, something in process here for Facebook, and so much as it's uh, is so new that I I can't even find any help area on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it might even still be in beta because I noticed that uh, Judy Tory liked uh, something on your page, and then it came up a, a minute or two later. Her picture appeared on top, so it's not. It didn't seem to be you know simultaneous like cause and effect. There right. seemed to be a certain lag in it. Okay. Yeah, I thought so too. With uh, even with my post that I had put up, uh, thinking that I was going to get up there, but I didn't. I think I remarked, and and so did Jennifer. Now that I think about it, uh, on the group, none of our pictures appeared. So maybe it is a comment completely, or maybe it's timed I, out. I have, yeah, I have one question, but I'm going to bring that up later. Um, now, Tom was uh, Tom Jacoby. What did you, was there something, you talked about um, backlinking a little bit about search engine. Oh, I know what what the question is, Tom. Uh-huh. But from the seminar, was there something that, something you wanted to mention to the people who were there or the people, or general bit small business owners or small groups? Well, we started off and barely touched on a really interesting topic for a business person, and that's 
how to hook somebody in that five seconds that you've got from when a new visitor navigates to your page until they go, well, uh, this is duller than dishwater and leave, or until you hook them and they get engaged and they start looking around and, you know, soaking up some of that excellent content, right? We mentioned real quick that a YouTube video is a good way. Uh, other stuff is, is bullet points with links. Not so much blah, 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 blah. You know, headline, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, and each of those bullet points are links that lead to other pages. In case you have all that essential blah, blah, blah that you want people to have access to, should they be so inclined? But your homepage, your homepage should be the back of the box. You know, like if you're in Blockbuster and you're looking around for a good movie to watch, the uh, your homepage is the back of the box. It should just be, you know, uh, a testimonial, somebody who absolutely loves you, saying wonderful things about you. Uh, combine that, a couple of bullet points, maybe a video. Okay? And headlines are one of those things that the Googlebot particularly likes. Uh, the Googlebot realizes that if it's got a headline tag on it, an H1 or an H2 tag, even though I'm <laughs> probably getting a little too deep right now, but at any rate, if something is marked as a headline, the Googlebot puts particular significance on that. So if you think it's that important and you're communicating to your audience that it's that important, the Googlebot will also find it important. Okay, so I just wanted uh, to... Let, yeah, that's, that's an excellent thing um, mm -hmm. to mention because it's not the formatting that... It could be the same formatting. It could be a certain font size and color, but if it's done with the heading tag, you right. get more Google credits for it than you do having the same text, normal, the same font size and color. And that's something Absolutely. I don't think people realize. Um, well, and, that brought me into uh, what, uh, what we were mentioning last night, particularly you, Tom, with uh, mm -hmm. meta tags and, uh, and uh, touching on the theme of last night, which seems that we're going backwards in relation to Flash at the beginning. And then Tom had mentioned that maybe a short sentence rather than meta tags was more that Google picked up on. Well, it's your page title, right? I mean, oh, if you look at the Tom, what, what comes up on search. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I put in my titles. And I don't know if it's good, but I do notice when I go on Google, it's interesting. And this is mm -hmm. sort of a secret, but let's throw it out there. I have been putting my phone number in the title. Right at Great the end, idea. And it comes right up. People don't even, well, that's bad, I guess, but people don't even have to, you know, click to go on the site just to get the phone number. It's you know, right that's that's actually clever. Even though it's not something that matters in terms of, of the Googlebot's usage, <laughs> it matters for human beings. I mean, that, there's your phone number nice and prominent. Now, Tom, you know, in your I listing, quick in question. your underlined link, yeah. Mildred has been teaching me when I put in uh, my phone number, put a dot rather than a dash. That's the new way of putting it in. However, a couple days ago, I got a number that called me, and I couldn't find what it was, and I tried to put it in Google. I put right. it in with the dots. Nothing came up. I put it in with the dashes, <laughs> and I got my answer. What's that about, do you think? Well, uh, there was a, a Matt Cutts video a while back, a Google Webmaster Help video, which, by the way, there's hundreds of them, and they're really good. Some are a bit technical, but Matt Cutts did a, a, a Google Webmaster Help video about the significance of the dash. When Google sees a dash, they know that whatever the dash connects to is connected to the previous item. Ah. You follow? So, I do. So yeah. whereas a comma is a separation, a dash is a connection. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Uh, now he didn't get into he didn't get into a period. I don't know about the rest the rest but of the see, punctuation, but he did mention the dash. Yeah. Well see that's the difference though where everything we're writing now is for our target market as well as Googlebot, and they're not necessarily writing things the same way. So mm -hmm. I like for for print or when it's, you know, people are going to be looking at the phone number, I like the periods, you know, obviously for print, but, okay. um, you know, other times that might be 
um, you know, uh, the da- now that's interesting to know that things are connected with dashes. So, isn't it? I mean, there's a whole there's a whole way of learning how to rewrite your content where before well, it was more just words um, and it could sit. But now even writing the titles is becoming, like you're saying, now that's interesting having the dash. Mm-hmm. That would show it was connected. So would that give you a better search result? Say, not with numbers, but... Um, well, with uh, some things it would. If you were doing a, a bullet point with, you know, visit our um, QR page, dash, and then have the link like that. So would that be a, some way that you would get really good results on because it would be connected and it's a link? So I'm not totally sure it's that particular application, but I can tell you one place where you can see the dashes in action is uh, if you set WordPress to create word titles instead of numerical titles, right? It'll take, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll put words with dashes connecting them instead of numbers. It won't just give you a string of letters. It'll be words with dashes connecting them. So that's okay, that's how so WordPress. Okay, so like a date, you know, yeah. If it was like a date title, that's what you're talking about. It would be uh, O N E dash T W O dash. Um, you know, uh, Ash well, Lane or something like that. If your that, blog that post is called to... All About Social yeah. Media, and mm-hmm. instead of having a numerical title, you set WordPress to show it as words, it's mm-hmm. going to it's going to go all dash about dash social dash media. That's how it's going to mm-hmm. display those words at the end of the URL for that blog post. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm asking okay. a question with respect to blogging. You had mentioned that has a significance as far as the algorithms go with Google. Uh, I'm using WordPress as my blog. Uh, oh, yeah. Is, is that good or bad? That's awesome. Okay. The, all the blogging software is good, but WordPress is particularly good. WordPress is the premier blogging software as far as the Googlebot is concerned, and it finds WordPress blogs to be utterly tasty. They're text-based. They're arranged on a timeline, and the pages are, are, are sorted into categories. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's perfect for the Google Bot. Yeah, the Google Bot can assimilate everything there. It's like the opposite of Flash. But, mm-hmm. but <laughs> also, is Blogger? I would I think has got to be because it's Google. Mm-hmm. If you're already in WordPress, great. But if you're just starting out, um, and you have a choice. You know, those uh, I sure. would either I would consider Blogger, I would consider um, uh, WordPress. Um, what about Posterious? Do you have any uh, numbers or seen any research on that? How that's affecting in the search? Um, Sadly, I don't know, but I I do okay. uh, I do like Blogger. Bloggers Bloggers perfectly good. I just um, yeah. I personally think that that WordPress is more versatile. But I have nothing bad to say about Blogger. Yeah, and I think the exact opposite. You know, <laughs> I find I find Blogger more flexible. As Who's Kung Fu okay. is better? Yeah, Tom, can I ask Six you? Six one, one half on? dozen of the other. Yeah. Uh, frequency um, of blogging, Tom. What do you think? And yeah. Mildred, uh, what do you figure? When is it really bad? Uh, two weeks? One week? <laughs> two days? Or should it be every day? Popular wisdom or? is twice a week minimum. Twice a week. Okay. But as long as it's regular, you know, I don't manage twice a week, sadly, but as long as it's regular, that's fine. Uh, another option is to go autoblog. Oh, yeah? What's that? An autoblog pulls the RSS feeds for whatever particular topic you want, and it'll grab those and slap them on your blog. Oh, very cool. Yeah. No work. Now, you might, you might say, now, is, what about the duplicate content rule? Uh-huh. Not a problem with news items. See, your newspaper uses duplicate content all the time. If you open Newsday, less than half of the newspaper is written by staff reporters, and the rest of it is from syndicated feeds like Reuters, API, UPI. Okay, so this is the same thing, except except instead of those feeds, you're using RSS. You're using really simple syndication, RSS feeds on the Internet. And there are so many of them. 
as an example, within dentistry, you can have a feed that's just just about uh, just about uh, what you call it, the gum thing. You know, you can you can have you can have a feed that's specifically about periodontal work. Right. Right. So there's a, a lot of freely available information out there that you can select to be relevant for whatever your topic is. So you're adding new relevant content all the time. Hmm. And the specifics of exactly how that works, I can get into with you later, but that would be the concept, would be to grab RSS feeds and put them on your blog. But manual blogging is better, but this has the advantage of you don't actually have to do it. You just have to oversee it. Well, from what I took Blogs, away from you yesterday, a lot, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps on the algorithms, is dependent yeah. upon whether it recognizes a human being or a robot. So whatever you can oh. do to dis, you know to differentiate that you're a human yeah. being is good, right? Absolutely. Oh, if it thinks you're a robot, it's going to devalue you. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you're not, but if you're writing in a robotic way, which I guess if you're just doing meta tags, that's kind of what a robot does, you know. Well, or if you're doing keyword stuffing, you know. I, I mean, mm-hmm. Google. Google uh, does not like it if you just try to hide keywords and tags, or just stuff keywords so they don't make sense as English sentences mm-hmm. just to use them a lot you know it's like like when you see text that's that's come out of a spinner and it's just adds yeah, English but it's not the way people speak at all right Google spots that Google recognizes that and devalues it because it sounds like a robot wrote it yeah yeah, yeah RSS, no, RSS stuff doesn't sound like a robot wrote it RSS stuff sounds fine you get a lot of press releases Okay. Oh, that's easy, too. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if yeah. you're on there anyway, wh- why not? It's a lot of copy and pasting, but who cares? It's it's there. You know. There you go. Actually, it's not. it wouldn't be copy and pasting, would it? Wouldn't well, it there's different be... ways of going about it. No, it doesn't have to be yeah, copy okay. and pasting. Yeah, you can take care of that. You can program WordPress to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, okay. I'm in the novice state, I guess, a little bit with this stuff, and that would help. Um so say yeah, that I again, Tom. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you put it on auto, and it just and, and you put in. Yeah, what... this, you can do this automatically. You okay. can have your blog updated whenever there's a new feed on Google News on your particular topic. Okay. But I, I don't want to send this this whole conversation into a too technical zone. We we can sit down and chat about this stuff among ourselves. I'd rather. Yeah, I, I don't know, I personally, make it more general I, I, general admission. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even if somebody's I listening, they can get their IT guy to do it, right? You know, so. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's um, the best way to do it, is tell the IT guy to take care of it. The IT guy? <laughs> or girl, or gal. Um, anyway, yes. all right, sorry. You said, once I let it go, twice it wasn't happening. So, um, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I think I when you... What what I've been doing is working with different people, and I and I've been thinking about because as you're rewriting content for somebody, so you, I think you have to identify your uh, two or three target markets and your business to business target markets, and I think that's um, because people are writing pieces or mm-hmm. um, you know developing things. They're not. They're not looking at their target market, and they're also overlooking their business-to-business communications and target markets, and and that includes their community group, um, which, uh, and and I think that's a, you a good basis to start with. That's what I've been doing with, as I'm looking at all my content publishing and working with other people to what's your what's your primary target market how many do you have now what's the value you know do you need x amount of customers because they'll spend x amount of money and so you divide your target markets up and then also your business target markets and um i think that helps direct your content once you've established those cuz you can um you know what which particular page is supposed to relate 
to that person. And I, I like the analogy of the back of the box with the big explanation. Um, I do have a question because I have uh, some people that I'm working with where they have a lot of services. So I like to have, you have your home page and then you have your home, your landing page for services that you have, again, like it's the back of the box for services because right. that's another whole thing. So with linking, does it really matter as far as, as Google? As long as we're using the headings, we're doing the right where, um, things, we're going from the home page, or sometimes you'll go directly to the services page, have a link there. Um, that's kind of the logic that I've been using, and then you have all your subpages for, un, you know, your services content under that. Is there any strategy with SEO that would maximize that sort of a structure arrangement? A little bit. You want to make sure you use your keywords appropriately and frequently you know, without it becoming stilted or odd. You want to use your keywords appropriately and frequently on whatever page. You also want to work in your service locations, and you want to mention those on whatever page, again, you know, appropriately. Now, you can't turn that into boilerplate. You know, if you're you're a bakery, you can't say, you know, we, we bake bread and rolls, we use whole wheat, we use white flour, we use rye flour, and, you know, we serve New Hyde Park and Floral Park. And put that on the bottom of every page. That's completely the wrong approach. But when you're writing this stuff, keep in mind that you want to use your keywords appropriately and frequently, and you want to uh, you know use the locations that you serve as well. Want to work that into the text. Okay. So um, the I, bottom I'd line like is know, uh, it should be natural. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, I'd like to mention case. Anybody missed the beginning? Um, we have Tom Jacoby uh, with number one on the list, right? That's me. Yes. That, and then we have Tom Clifford, uh, who's a TCM company, um, the voiceover guy, and this is Mildred Tissoni. And um, so we did a seminar last night at Ron Keats in uh, Floral Park. We are also, the three of us, in the Floral Park Chamber of Commerce and the New Hyde Park Chamber of Commerce. And I really see, I think Chamber of Commerces have been overlooked. Um, and I'm really encouraging everybody I'm working with to join them. Um, not necessarily these two, but if you're at, join one that's very active. Try and get a connection with somebody there and get introduced. Because, again, I think it's, People are not um, using their business-to-business -business connections enough. Um, and uh, what do you guys think about that? I know you're very big, you know, active in both chambers, but what mm -hmm. do you think from a networking perspective? Um, I guess, Tom, you're, you're holding it back. for. Uh, <clears throat> I'm vice president of the Floral Park Chamber of Commerce, and I, I think uh, what our goal has been for the last couple of years is to change some of the mindset that people have of a chamber, that it's stilted, uh, use a word that Tom, uh, old guard, and it's it's new. It's it's your chamber. Let's do stuff new. It's been a uphill battle trying to get some of the new technology in that uh, old guard uh, mindset going, uh, QR codes, even websites. We didn't have it on our applications until just recently. Uh, that they don't, you know, give it too much weight, and they're starting to see by virtue of using some of the social media that's out there, and we can take advantage of that. It's starting to build our our networking meetings, our general meetings, are almost twofold now in attendance because we're just using the tools that are at our hand, and uh, and apparently people are also using them. That's the biggest problem that we've had is that nobody's. We always people would say. Um, on the board, let's say, oh, nobody's using that. And I said, well, do you even know out of 180 members who those members are? We only see a third or a quarter of them. Let's see if those other people are using this technology. And sure enough, by the increase in attendance, apparently they are. 
You know, I personally, I, I love the, the, the link. Having your information and a link to your website on the Chamber of Commerce, which is one of the benefits of membership, that's an awesome link. It's totally relevant to anybody's business. That's a great link. And the Chamber of Commerce, I mean, how cool is that to talk to other people who are interested in spending your money locally, you know, instead of sending it off to some to wherever Walmart headquarters is, <laughs> you know, to spend your money locally on, on the, the people, you know, your friends and neighbors. You know, I'm, I'm all for it. I love the Chamber of Commerce. And yeah, I, from I, a strictly practical dollars and cents point of view, I have managed to cover my dues and some compensation for my time, et cetera, in terms of the business I've gotten from the Chamber of Commerce. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, one thing, um, okay, I have a question first, and then I want to talk about how uh, I'm going to be doing working on a Belmont child care marketing campaign to help the businesses connect with them and each other. But my first question, before I forget it, is um, now when we're using QR codes in a piece, an online piece, should we... Um, and uh, how should we label that for maximum search engine optimization? You know, it actually goes a slightly different way. I would combine your QR code with uh, some links that mention your keywords, all right? So you've got links to your website, and that link is like a keyword. For instance, the the four most important verbs related to your business as a link that goes back to your website with the QR code. Because the QR code technology is really aimed at uh, smartphones. And right. by saying that, I'm not devaluing them with, well, well, since they're smartphones. No, smartphones, these are like the tricorders from Star Trek. That's what they turned out to be. It's a smartphones. You know, beam me up, Scotty, and all that stuff you can do with mm-hmm. the <laughs> it's it's your smartphones. If someone mm-hmm. had asked me years ago, you know, I would have predicted everybody carrying around little small uh, 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 laptops, you know. So I was completely wrong. It turned out that what the public wanted was a smartphone, right? And um, that's what your QR codes are all about, is being able to just zap anything you want with a smartphone and uh, have the information on hand just with with a simple scan. Quick question, Tom. Right. We're, we're using uh, QR codes in our business directory this year, and uh, I'm just d- doing this on an assumption of what I've seen on other uh, pieces of paper, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, is that it's half inch is about the size that is the smallest that you can make them. Can it go a little smaller than that, or is there an absolute size? You know, it, it might depend on complexity. I'm not a that, – that's – I'm not a total QR maven. That that might depend on the complexity of your QR code. Okay. Because your, your QR code could be as simple as a web address, and uh, like the one I use has got my name, my phone number, my hours of operation, my mailing address, my email address, my, my website. I have a ton of information there. So I try not to make mine smaller than about 200 pixels by 200 pixels, right? But... You know, it's 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 a, a judgment call. That's that's probably something you can look up. Oh, speaking of looking yeah, things up, yeah, I actually, Tom, Tom, I have yeah. a a quick reference for that that we can look up the smallest, and it depends on what you're printing it on, and like you say, the complexity. So, um, okay, sorry, my, go ahead, Tom. You're saying, yeah. My but my question is, all right, so you have your QR code on your contact us page. Should I have that QR code title be, right now I've been using like a short URL for it. Should it have a long text caption or something to identify it to get maximum Google uh, results? I, I like the idea of presenting two options, right? So you've got the QR code and right underneath that, a couple of uh, action verbs that describe what you do or describe mm-hmm. uh, the, the Belmont charity you're talking about. You know, just a couple mm-hmm. of verbs about what it is that this that this operation does, as, right? As in a, and as and a turn it into a link. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. turn it into a link okay. that goes to their website. Yeah. So you've got mm-hmm. awesome anchor text. You know, you've got key, keywords mm-hmm. in your anchor text, and you've got the QR code. So you're kind of getting it both ways that way. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, yeah. I mean, your your SEO punch on that is fine. You know, yeah. anchor text. Well, that's what I was it, to It's do, an old technique, but it's still very very popular. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I'm gonna, uh, what I'm putting together, and Donna Chenkin from Belmont Child Care Association, or Anna House, is um, it's for the backstretch workers um, at Belmont Aqueduct and um, Saratoga when they go up there. The kids still go to school down here. It's um, mm-hmm. um, uh, they go from six months to kindergarten. They graduate kindergarten. They go in the Elmont school system. So it's a great uh, learning center. And what we're going to do, as part of what I think is um, a way for businesses to learn some of the technology and get comfortable with it and see how it works with their target markets, we're putting together uh, a campaign. She has a wish list um, that for March and April will be publicizing We'll give people who have brick-and-mortar um, uh, businesses a, you know, uh, plexiglass with flyer. They have, you know, tell some about Belmont, some QR codes people can scan and go right to their Facebook, Google Plus, and um, web page. And then they can make donations for, and then she'll have some wish lists where X amount buys five new blackboards for the, I don't even know if they have blackboards anymore, Um, uh, (laughs) eagles for the, you know, for, you know, the four-year-olds or something. So, Mm -hmm. and and what that's going to do is then we want to have a page on Facebook, on the Facebook Belmont Child Care Association Facebook page have one on the website, and have on Google Plus the people who have donated so that they get some search engine optimization as well. So they're they're letting people know they support Belmont. They're getting Belmont's word out. We want to have a tour for the people who have supported and the businesses who have supported it so they can see what a great place it is because once you're there, uh, you know, it's really, it's so much realer, but it really helps you plug in and then you can talk about it. And that way we can all be uh, learning about Belmont, learning about SEO, how it works, seeing what what we can do. But they'll be getting search engine optimization on all of those places. So um, one question I have is now you mentioned last night mm-hmm. um that it's not good to have a bunch of cards. Ron said he had cards, but they didn't quite relate. Well, now, these companies won't necessarily relate, but they'll be supporters. So what do you see about that concept and as far as search engine optimization? Um, Because we want everybody to get some benefit from it to... You know, should it be something separate page or donations.belmontchildcare.org? So, well, as long as it's a charitable community institution and the website is set up that way, that should be one size fits all. It should be it should be a dot org. It should be separate from the uh, uh, the Belmont Racetrack (laughs) site. Oh, you yeah, know, just so that that's no, no, really no. It's, clear. It's a whole separate thing, yeah. Whole... But yeah. there's other paradigms um, where uh, donating for the the donations to the street fair. Now, what uh-huh. we had wanted to do last year for Floral Park is have a page and have, like, their business card and what they donated so people could click on it and find them and increase their search engine. And so that, again, would be a good Google paradigm. I like it. That sounds good to me. I, okay, you know, you I try that? to track Google. Google is, is slightly secretive. They don't, they don't really 
reveal exactly what your best practices are. You kind of find out by watching what they're doing. So I, I try to mm-hmm. to stay up with them. But um, you know, it's not it's not something where you can go and look it up. Sadly. But that's, that right. sounds good yeah. to me, as long as it's real yeah. clear that this is a donations page, you make it a dot .org, you know, and, and, and it's clearly a, a community uh, community benefit type of page that should be one size fits all. It should be appropriate for any business. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the size of the ad and all of that is all good, you know, any additional mm-hmm. information. I mean, what you want to give them that will give them SEO benefit is anchor text. You know whether it's whether it's uh, the alt tags on a picture of a business card, or just how exactly you're giving them anchor text. You want to give them, you know, a nice link back to their to their website from this right. charitable site. Mm-hmm. Because actually, I'm working with we're setting up a museum in New High Park in New High Park. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be doing the same. The same type thing with the people for a different for an event. They you know, we'll have you know sponsors for you know brand building, or sponsors for any of our recording um, you know sessions and things like that when we're recording interviews with people. Mm-hmm. So, because the reason I ask, because you said it shouldn't be if Ron Keats just had a page where he had things that. He had let partners post, but it didn't relate to his business. Yeah, if it's not relevant, he should keep it separate from his website. Because it's not relevant. That can count against you. Yeah. Um, So, for example, could he have, if he has ronkeats.agency.com, would it be separate enough to have it be... um, um, not partners, but uh, sure. Call it Ron Keats Partners dot com. Keats Agency Partners dot oh, com. Whatever. A, not a partners. Not a partners dot Ron Keats dot com. I, I wouldn't not, make it part of the website per se. You know, I, I would. I would separate yeah, it out do a little bit. Totally separate, separate domain and yeah. just put it someplace else. Okay. Well, you um, know, because it's going to have non-insurance related stuff. Things that really have nothing. To, you might say, "Well, everything has something to do with insurance." And sure, it seems to, but not not entirely. You know. Mhm. And again, that's it, where mm-hmm. we're writing for target markets. It meets the target market criteria, you know, because it's things that you can, you know, have people go to, but it doesn't meet the Google criteria. So we're really, we really have to be analyzing everything we're doing. Or re- redoing with a new eye towards things. That's true, but you know it's 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 not not so bad. Like the penalties for doing something black hat where you can get banned, that's mm-hmm. way 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 different from you know having a bunch of people that you're connected to in business listed someplace on your website. That is not such a serious infraction, you know. It's it's not going to mm-hmm. help your SEO, but it's not the worst thing that could possibly happen. It's not catastrophic. Whereas a, mm-hmm. a black hat technique, you know, will actually be catastrophic. It'll, Google will stop showing your links, period, until you fix mm-hmm. it. And sometimes there's what? even an additional period of time as a penalty <laughs> where you're, you're still not going to be on Google for another three months. Mhm. Yeah, how bad is uh, that, right? You, so uh now explain, give us a couple of examples of of a black hat that would, you know, something that would result in a penalty. Sure. The the stupid things to do. I already talked about stuffing keywords inappropriately mm-hmm. just to have extra keywords on your page. That's not okay. You can hide keywords in tags. You can make keywords white printing a white font on, on a white background, you know, but everybody already knows that one. All right. How about having a robot post, you know, testimonials for you? That's mm-hmm. another another bad move. <laughs> mm-hmm. As soon as Google figures out that that's what you're doing, you're, you're dead meat. You're going to have to get rid mm-hmm. of all of the testimonials. Just totally start over from zero and, uh, you know, tell them that you're now in compliance with, 
you know, <laughs> ethical guidelines and, uh, you know, just start over. Yeah, as soon as Google yeah. catches on to that and they're alert, <laughs> they're not just smart, they're alert. They're not on to everything instantly. So you can get away with something for well, an indefinite period of time, but when they sure. do become aware of yeah. you, they're going to nail mm-hmm. you to the wall for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's luckily, just one I example. Yeah, I think most people, if they're um, starting out, wouldn't really know how to do that anyway. So luckily they wouldn't know how to do it. So they won't, you know, face that. But, uh, um, uh, Tom, Clifford? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm I'm, I'm getting some interesting aspects here. I like the black hat. I wanted to... It sounds <laughs> ominous, you know. Don't ever upset Google. You know, oh, you're screwed. Back of the class for you. That's right, the dunce cap, black dunce cap. Um, Tom, maybe could you tell us a little bit, Tom Clifford, a little bit on music, adding music to your videos as we're all trying to get more comfortable to be able to, you know, drop of the hat. Well, here's a, a wonderful video. Here's a wonderful example of again going backwards, as we both found out, Mildred, uh, using the simplest form of editing, which seems to be uh, for people with PCs, uh, Windows uh, Movie Maker. It mm-hmm. seems that number seven, Windows Seven, uh, does not, or maybe Tom knows this, but we've been unable to find out how to incorporate. Uh, a, a music track over uh, an existing video track that has no sound, let's say. And because Windows 7 uh, Movie Maker doesn't seem to have a timeline, it's almost impossible to do. And in reference to going backwards, I've got to use my old XP Windows Movie Maker to do that. And it used to be where I would do it much more professionally for companies if I'm doing a commercial or a documentary, and I'll use, in my case, I'll use, uh, oh, probably Adobe Premiere to do that with, and there's no mm-hmm. problem there. It's you know it's professional. You can lay about a, a hundred soundtracks in there if you'd like, but the Movie Maker was so simple, and I can really crank some, for, for Facebook, let's say, I was doing some, uh, oh, little, uh, I, I would say, give your text a voice. And uh, for special events, for some bars, let's say, or restaurants, if they're having something for Valentine's Day coming up for St. Patrick's, they'd come up with a graphic, and I would announce that a graphic and put some music under it. It would take more than five minutes would be a lot just to get that both married and have it up there for them. That's what they wanted. And, uh, and I'd give them a good rate because depending on the traffic that goes on that Facebook page, it would start to you know migrate downwards, and it would be gone. So it had an ephemeral, you know, short-lived lifespan. But now it's becoming quite a chore to do that with the Windows Media 7. Huh. Yeah. So I you have to go back you can't lo- it, it, Yeah, you can't, you know, it's not like, because what you would do before is you'd have the video track, then you'd lay the uh, speaking track, and then you'd have the music right. track. Now so I've gone in and tried to get help on and this. And now you can't at Google, on, do one. Uh, Microsoft admits there's a problem as far back as October, and they still have not rectified it. Everybody's clamoring, like, come on already, you know? Uh, you know, Windows Movie Maker is so popular because you're absolutely right. The ease of use is tremendous. You know, it, it's sure, it's not as good as the Mac software or, or, or Adobe Premiere or all these other ones, but, again, ease of use, no problem. A lot of people use those to do kind of like a PowerPoint presentation of their kids. Right. You know, photos of their kids and put a cute little soundtrack on it. And it's awesome. Like you said, it takes about five minutes. But, you you know, I wasn't even aware that it's not available on 7. I'm, I'm one of those guys, I want to be it's the millionth available. guy or the ten millionth guy to use yeah. something. I don't want to be the first guy. The first in the block is no yeah. good. <laughs> no. It's available. You just can't lay down two audio tracks. So that you can add the music on top of the... Uh, well, there's no the timeline. Movie. You have no idea what the you've just feature. done. It's been so simplified. I, yeah. I can't say I hate Windows 7, but it just seems to be geared towards, <laughs> oh, let's have fun. And it's nothing seems to be the same. <laughs> you Aww. can't find a file or a folder. It's ridiculous because it's too easy. It's it's uh whatever. Well, that's nothing. the only thing, adding the music. I still have... I'm, I'm okay with... 
sound and clips, but adding music, I I really uh, and lack. who would want to do that? Hmm, I wonder who. You know, like come on, guys, gals, whatever. I mean, you know, yeah. you're you're asking us to post on YouTube. It's all over the place. Well, I'd like to do that. No, I'm sorry, we won't allow that. <laughs> uh, proprietary stuff is is starting to you know take me down a little bit. Time I was mentioning that last night, whether it's Flash. Uh, being recognized by smartphones and, you know, uh, it, uh, it just could be technology, but it often seems to me that it's a proprietary thing. I will not run Adobe. I'm sorry. They didn't pay us enough or, or at all. So you're Something not like have... that. Yeah, I wonder what happened between Apple and Adobe because that's where the split seems to begin is that uh, Flash was no good for the smartphone, so nobody else bothered with it either. And Adobe and Apple, they used to be two peas in a pod. Huh. Go figure. Yeah. yeah, Tom Clifford, could you give us uh, the example that you gave last night? You, you don't necessarily have to use the um, the the one that we use that with the flash site, but just just so people understand well, we what a, the we had a restaurant that we were zeroing in for for a variety of reasons, and they have a complete flash site. Most have at least a little bit of HTML there. This did not. A beautiful site. Gorgeous. On a laptop or a desktop. When you go to a smartphone, it was a complete blank page, which obviously threw us because of the announcement that came out from Google on Valentine's Day that restaurants or 60% of people made reservations at restaurants on their cell phones. Just for, you know. So he probably lost a they probably lost a good deal of uh, you know, participation in that just by cell phone use alone. Um, the other area that we talked about was on my own site, voiceoverguide.tv, which I'm about to change over now uh, and go backwards, is I had this wonderful flash module from Cool Iris that takes whatever you put up on YouTube and transposes onto this rectangle with some little TVs in it, and each TV represents what kind of a video you have on YouTube. And every time you upload another new video on YouTube, it goes on this. It's wonderful. Swings around and does these swishy things. You could play with it for 30 seconds and just have a lot of fun without even clicking anything. But it does not appear on a smartphone or a smart TV, which is something we haven't even talked about. And everybody seems to be getting these new smart and 3D TVs now, which is essentially a a computer. Uh, But it's a smartphone computer. And whatever you don't see on a smartphone, you will not see on a smart TV. So, you know. Uh, honestly, I and you know, we, you need to tell him because uh, I ha- I don't think he has any idea. I can hear it now. You yeah, think- yeah. We already know that. We're working on it. Okay. All you need to do is put a little tiny piece of HTML here, man. You're in. You know. But, that's uh, right. Or, or is that not so, Tom? No, that's uh, completely right. Actually, if you just have. A single page, one single HTML mobile-friendly page, right? Right. right. And you could set up an automatic direct, you know, that if anybody comes at you with a smartphone, it gets directed over there. See, these are key words, Mildred. Automatic direct, auto setting, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. No, that, that's 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 doable. That's that's not that's not undoable. That's doable. Yeah. You know. And it's something, obviously, to be taken into consideration these days. But, I, I, you know, dollars to donuts, I'm not sure that they uh, are even aware of it. But, you know, well, we don't get too many people from that. We're not going to bother with it now, I can hear them say. But, you know, how, how long can you have your head in the hole when this has been going on, not for six months, but for about a year and a half now, maybe longer. Wow. Right? So, but I, I yeah, often yeah. – I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, again, I think that's why, when you say a year and a half, you're probably right. Um, but that's where I think starting as every, it's almost like a look at your big picture and what's your target market. And if you have younger people that are diners that you're targeting, maybe you have a, a, a certain demographic that uses Twitter. I mean, every business right. is so don't, different. Don't, that's uh, why I think. Don't uh, dispense with uh, the, the shooting. I won't say shooting from the hip, but with the with with the demographics. 
It's a lot of older people that have these new toys and are just, you know, they're they're, they're pretty savvy and, and they're always wanting to learn a little something. And if you deny them, you know, access to a site or to well, any that's information. It. He, yep, he's making an assumption that, well, um, you know, my pe- my target, they're not even thinking target markets and dividing it out. Oh, so, I, you know, my I exact think- scenario was you're on the train coming home. Somebody calls you, so what mm-hmm. do you want to do tonight? Oh, let's go to the restaurant. Uh, which one? Oh, let's try this one. I, I, I think I have it on. Oh, well, we can forget about that one. I can't see a darn thing. Let's go right. to number two or three, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, someone the other day was telling me they were in the restaurant. They wanted to see what the entree looked like, and it was the picture wasn't on the menu. So they just called up the website and looked at the entree, you know, and compared which one they wanted to get by the pictures on their on their phone from their website or blog, you know, wherever they got it from, to make their decision. Oh, so I've been telling restaurants think, to do that for a long time with QRs. Yeah, you can put the QR mm-hmm, right there. Right. Mm-hmm, and again, it mm-hmm. depends how small it can be. I mean, I'm thinking of uh, business cards and whatnot, but there is a menu where, and I understand the printing aspect where, well, we just can't fit a, a, a one inch there. So it would be beneficial to know what the smallest amount is, clear, of course, so everything shows and it'll register. But if you could just put a tiny little, but, and I say that because I'm getting a lot of mail, uh, snail mail, that has tiny little QR codes, huh. and I'm assuming they work, but... I, I can't be. I guess it's just trial and error. You know what? You can use Google as the universal, the universal uh, answer to everything. You can use it as the manual. For instance, you can type something as a question, as a part, as opposed to just searching. For instance, you can type into Google, "How small can a QR code be?" and just hit the hit the search button. Well, here's a great if little it, uh, aside or a segue. Uh, Mildred and I were talking about um, being that there's some, and on its inception, it was just Google that made the QR codes, or at least that's all I knew. And now there's many, many places. But Mildred right. always brought up that when you make it from Google, that it has a little bit more uh, SEO going with it because it is from Google. And is that right. true? Yes. <laughs> in a word, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, when Google decided to go on a rampage about advertising, about paid advertising, it didn't seem to affect Google AdWords. Hmm, I wonder why that would be. You know, so so um, apparently other people's paid advertising is regarded as undesirable content, but not Google AdWords. Well, of course. Wow. <laughs> Big brother, baby. That's right. Okay, hey, we're coming I'm to the uh, shank of this program, huh, Mill? Let me go look. I was looking up. Uh, I, you know what? That's a good follow-up. I want to see how small because it came to my. So I have my QR codes, uh, QR stuff that I use that I like. But you're saying that Google's QR code generator, you think you'll get more search engine response from? You know, I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm, I, I, okay. That's not okay. an area that I'm expert in. Okay. But as a okay. general rule of thumb, if Google <laughs> made it, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're the 800-pound gorilla. Yes. Yeah. That's why I'm saying people I'm starting out with on blog, um, mm-hmm. I might as well do it. I figure blogger um, sure. because it all is just so – I think it's all well integrated technically, which makes it winning on that level as, as opposed right. to, you know, first of all, you sign in once and it's all over. You know, there was an interesting question last night about privacy. Now, I try and I don't post really personal things publicly, but it's not a good idea. Um, no, but I but I but I post anything I post, I in the back of my mind have it that it's public. Right. So, I'm not trying to, you know, Tom and I have a gr- a couple groups that we have that are um limited, but otherwise, you know, we do it to get every every bit we can out there. So, mm-hmm. um, but pe- some people had uh, a concern about privacy. And um, so what we were saying is, and they were afraid to accept friends. They, they didn't know them. Oh, you know? yeah. Whereas I have an interesting example. 
I'll give you an interesting example because someone asked me last night. Um, well, because I accept, you know, you ask, I'm mm-hmm. ask, you know, I'm trying to get my numbers up. And um, I posted something today about a solar ship. Uh, it's got solar panels and it's um, sailing around the world. And wow. it falls under, uh, you know, to me, alternate energy. Let's do things differently. Enough already. You know, with the, the ideas are there, there's no reason why we're not doing a lot of things. So right. I posted it, and somebody who, because of Belmont Child Care and their supporters, and I've seen so many horse pictures, so as many in, people in the horse community, jockeys, stables, horse people, um, I've tried to friend and you know, just, so this guy who lives, in, who's a jockey who's in um, South America, and I can't think of the name of the country. Uh, he liked it. I had my friends liking it, you know, in California. And to me, I thought, that's the beauty of it, is that maybe that idea, he saw that one picture with a solar panel. Maybe his, he knows somebody who's into solar panels, you know, it's, a, it's like a, uh unlimited way for us to communicate ideas, and that's what I think is the beauty of of the, uh, you know, both Facebook and Google Plus being able to integrate ideas throughout the whole world, um, not just, you know, you're writing in your local newspaper and your local community sees it. So I I got a kick out of that. I so I said, yep, that's why, that's why. So that um, there's no way I I really don't know this jockey, um, but I follow a lot of the horse things because I think they're so beautiful and and their rescue program. So I thought it was great. I I really thought to me that epitomizes the beauty of it, and well, um, that's my. What Zuckerberg was trying to do with Facebook is is he's trying to open communication lines. He thought mm-hmm. that if there was as much communication as possible in the world, it would be a better place. Mm-hmm. I can't fault no. that logic. No. 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 But you will find, and, and uh, I've, I've, I've run across this a lot, um, that people just aren't in the habit of sharing. And okay. and, and, and like that, that's, uh, that question last night about privacy, it was really more about that. I mean, should I share? What should I share? What shouldn't I share? Valid question. All right. But if, if there's anything you're not comfortable with, don't share it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It should go within your comfort zone. But really, if you're going to be paranoid, be paranoid over things like JPEGs, links, emails from people you don't know, anything that sounds like it's from PayPal. You get a, an email from PayPal that says, oh, there's a problem with your account. Click here. Never click there. <laughs> or anything that comes from any bank. Never click there. If you think there's a problem with PayPal, you go log into PayPal the same way you usually do. Then you take a look, see if anybody's yelling. Yeah, I love the one right. that says I'm I'm a I'm a uh, what do you call it? a fallen king from the sovereign such and ah, such yes. in this weird ass country. <laughs> yeah, with a whole lot of money stash. I'll share it with bank. you. Really? Please if I could just get that number. five grand you've got socked away, I'll share my seventy mil with you, no problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there are some people. Oh, look, Jim, our, our ships come in. You know, no, I don't think. So. <laughs> but. Okay, we have literally we have uh, a minute forty-five left. So um, I'd like to thank you both, um, Tom Jacoby, with um, number one on the list, and oh, Tom thank you. Clifford. Thank you, yes, Mildred. Tom Clifford with uh, the voiceover guy. Dot TV. And, and dot TV. The most expensive. Might have, the most expensive. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that later. The entire country is supported by my usage of dot TV <laughs> over the last 10 years. Ay, ay, ay. Um, but I think we did a great seminar last night. I think, uh, I, I think it helps to have a compliment. Um, so that we can help uh, translate, translate some of this stuff. So I hope we'll do another one soon. And um, so we'll put this up. You can download it. People can listen to it. 
And let's do another one uh, even next week sometime that we schedule some follow-up questions that we got from some of the people who were there and some of the things that we're um, figuring out. Because, honestly, it's changing. Again, like Facebook made that change. Then we've got pin interest we didn't even touch on. And um, let's do a hangout, too, next week, not at the beginning, at the, at the end of the week. So we'll just hang out for some of our folks, too. So. Thank you again, Mel. Sure. Okay, good. Well, and um, Tom, do either one of you guys have any events? We have the March 1st Chamber Dinner uh, for Floral Park Chamber and March 15th, the New Hyde Park Chamber. So, um, and we'll be posting that right now. So, uh, okay, okay, well, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Mel. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 